0: This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Joining us today is Zach Booth, host of the Driving for Dollars Mastery Podcast, where Zach shares his insider secrets to finding massively discounted properties regardless of experience level. Zach went from a successful window cleaner to an even more successful millionaire real estate investor. With his constantly growing business, he now spends his time helping others see how simple it is to make money with real estate. Welcome to the show, Zach. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here, brother. And thank you so much for writing that incredible introduction. See, I get my guests to do all the work. I just sit behind the microphone and ask the questions. <laughs> I make them do all the work. But I'm really excited to have you here cuz we're going to talk about real estate and we we chit-chat a little bit before we hit record. And I I don't want to use the word brainwash because that's kind of a strong term, but I went through Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University multiple times with my wife, and he pushes mutual funds, mutual funds, mutual funds. And I believe that the stock market is run by an old lady who shows up once a week and throws dice in the back room with guys smoking cigars. Where real estate is, you and I are both, uh, you know, followers of Grant Cardone. Real estate, everyone's going to have a have, need a place to stay to live. And that doesn't matter if we're in the pandemic. I shouldn't have said that word. I'm probably going get flagged in all the platforms now. Oh, well, uh, if we have a recession, depression, you need some place to live. And I think, and this is what we're going to talk about in the show, is real estate is much safer than the stock market.
1: A hundred percent. I believe that you control it, right? You own it. You You control the asset and it's... You don't really control what happens with the stocks that you own and the companies that you have and the leadership. You know, you buy some Coca Cola stock. You don't get to go down to the factory and make sure it's running. <laughs> you know what I mean? You have no control. You just throw money out there and just hope it goes up. There's, it, it's a, honestly, it's a
0: horrible way to, to build wealth. Horrible. Unless you could go back in the time machine and buy Apple and buy Facebook and buy Instagram when it first came out. But I don't think a time machine exists. And those are really, they're like, uh, what's that? Uh, red earrings. I mean, you, you really got to know your stuff. And some people did get rich, but I think if you really want to get rich, you should get into real estate, which brings me to something that you did. So you saw a show on Discovery Plus called Undercover Billionaire. I first heard about it through Grant Cardone in Season 2. But you did something after you watched Season 1, and I want you to share with us on the show how you made a lot of money. And I'm not – now, if you're a multi, multi, multi-millionaire, this is not a lot of money, but you probably still think it's a lot of money. I'm talking about for the the mortal person that listens to the show. It's a lot of money. So tell us what you did. Yeah, so
1: I – I had found a lot of success in in real estate quickly um, I was you know I was a successful window cleaner but a successful window cleaner is not very successful in the grand scheme of things right and i I remember I was living paycheck to paycheck um, it was a pretty painful situation and I wanted to get into real estate I had bought a house I' had bought a duplex I was living one side and renting the other and it worked out really good right the tenants paid my mortgage and then some
0: it must be weird
1: living next door to your landlord. <laughs> oh, yeah. They they treated me like I was some rich snob. And it's like, guys, I'm a window cleaner, all right? Like, I'm not super wealthy. Um, yeah, it was – my wife hated it, right? Um, and and we did that again, right? Bought another one. And then my wife's like, all right, I'm done living with tenants. Like, get me a house. I'm having kids. Like, Stop. So then I was like, okay, well, I can I can't house hack, right? I can't live in one. How, how do I get more rentals? Now I need a twenty-five percent down to buy another one. I had all these roadblocks to get started investing. And I was like, well, how do I grow my money with all these roadblocks, with down payments, with debt to income ratios? And, you know, I'm trying to write off as much as possible in expenses so I don't have to pay taxes. But then when I do that, now I can't qualify for loans. And, you know, it was there was just barrier after barrier. And I found out a way that you could make massively discounted or find massively discounted properties and turn them for a finder's fee. It's known as wholesaling. So, you know, I was hearing these people talk about finding properties at forty to fifty cents on the dollar and turning around and selling them to a cash buyer, just passing the contract on for a twenty, thirty, forty, fifty, even a hundred thousand dollar fee. And I thought BS, 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 BS. Why would anyone sell their house at a discount? (laughs) Even if they did, you're taking advantage of them. Like that doesn't make sense. It's not real, right? So I was a major skeptic from day one. So then I had something happen. I met a guy named Stan. Stan changed my life because he gave me belief and confidence that it is possible and you can do it with integrity. So I was washing his windows. He'd lived in this mansion, just wealthy gentleman, found out he's a real estate developer um, he was developing large apartment uh, or not apartment, sorry, large uh, land and single family housing developments. And he had a couple multimillion dollar developments that he was doing all with his own money, right? No debt, like dudes loaded. And I wanted to know everything about him, his story. He had retired from being a civil engineer in his 20s, like very smart, very put together man. And and he was so kind. And he shared his story and gave me some advice. And I was like, man, if I could just get two rentals this year, that would change my life. He said, oh, that's great. I got two properties I don't want to deal with. I'll sell them to you. I was like, great. How much? He said a half a million. I was like, okay, well, (laughs) I don't have a half a million sitting around. (laughs) Definitely don't have 25% down to get a loan. And he's like, Well, I'll be the bank for you. How much could you put down? And I was like, well, two thousand bucks. <laughs> you know. <laughs> he's like, okay, that works. I was like, oh, okay, wow. You know, and he hadn't collected rent in four months from these properties. They had deferred maintenance. They were nice properties, but he was just so busy and you know, he didn't want to deal with them. His property manager had belled on him basically. So he was just sick of these properties and he gave them to me at a huge discount. And I remember being terrified cuz he pulled out a piece of white paper and started writing down our agreement. I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa don't we need like a normal contract?" <laughs> like I was like trying to stop him from um, you know, taking, you know, from doing the deal cuz I was I was afraid. I wanted the deals, but I didn't know what I was doing. And he was so good to me. He's like, well, Zach, let me explain the process. He's like, we're going to sign this agreement. You're going to take it to the title company. You're also going to confirm the value with a real estate agent, right? Not me. I know I'm giving to you at a really good price. You're going to take them to a real estate agent. You're going to take it to the title company. He educated me on the process, right? And so I found out I had over a $100,000 discount. It was like $180,000 discount on these two properties at a half a million. And I ended up cashing those out in about a year. I made over $130,000 profit. Wow. And and it was an incredible experience, right? It changed my life because it made me realize if I could find the right people, I could get a deal of a lifetime. But it was possible to get a deal of a lifetime every week, right? Because if you can get a deal of a lifetime every week, you're going to be very wealthy quickly. And so I was like, okay, well, it's real. It's wholesome. How do I do more of this? So then I started like, trying to listen to these gurus that I was hearing and like, which ones are just selling products and selling courses, but which ones are actually doing it and helping their students. So I went through a bunch of different, uh, you know, potential mentors and listening to podcasts and YouTube videos. And I met a man that changed my life. So uh, it was Cody Hoffine and Tom Kroll. They were business partners and they were teaching this strategy called real estate wholesaling, finding deeply discounted properties and passing them on for a finder's fee. And I, saw, and I thought, that is the secret. That is how I'm going to do it because I'm going to have lump sums of cash, large, lots of cash. But more importantly, I'm going to be able to have deeply discounted properties coming across my table constantly. And if I can do that, then I can cherry pick the best ones as rentals. I can negotiate seller finance with the sellers. I can build a rental portfolio. I can build true financial freedom like I've always wanted to and so i went for it right and it and it completely changed my life i make over a million dollars a year now because of this this strategy i do it yes i teach it but i make over a million dollars a year doing it right it's it's incredible it's completely changed my life and so i watched undercover billionaire I don't know, three, four years ago after I'd been doing this and making a lot of money. And I had been coaching people and teaching people and, you know, started my YouTube channel, my podcast and wanting to give back and serve others. But there were so many skeptics like I was like, they're like, no, it's, that's not real. It doesn't work, you know? And the whole concept of undercover billionaire, the TV show. You guys should definitely watch it. It's way yes. cooler in the content I did, right? <laughs> but but uh, the the first guy, season one. I actually haven't watched season two yet. But season one, uh, Frank Stearns is his name, and he's a billionaire, and he and he wants to show people that the American dream American dream is alive and well. Mm-hmm. And so he takes $100, a smartphone and a beat up truck, changes his name because the name of a billionaire
0: has some- and smartphone has no con- contacts, by the way. So you can't, he couldn't yep. use any of his old contacts yep. that, that, well, he's a billionaire. So he couldn't use any of those as well. Right. And he had to fly somewhere where he's
1: never been, yeah. right? <laughs> Which is even harder, right? No connections, no friends. And he wanted to show that you could build a million dollar business in 90 days, Right. And it's an incredible show. It's very inspiring, right? Very, very inspiring. And I wanted to to do something similar. I wanted to show people that it's real, that it's wholesome, that you can make a lot of money and you can help people and serve people along the way. And so I decided to do something similar. Uh, so I had to fly somewhere where I'd never been, right? I couldn't do it in my backyard with my team. At that point, I had employees and a team and lots of money. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to get a thousand bucks right? And I'm going to go to Tampa, Florida. And I chose Tampa because it was nice and warm in January. <laughs> right? was, I'm i in Utah right now. And I was like, all right, we're going to get out of the cold. We're going to go get some beach time. And so
0: I- Yeah, if you watch the first season of Undercover Boss, <laughs> I'm sorry, Undercover Billionaire, he went to someplace up in Pennsylvania in the wintertime and he yep. actually got sick. Yeah. And that was very interesting. So if you do what Zach's- about ready to tell you, did go someplace warm. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go, go someplace warm. cold.
1: <laughs> yeah. Frank was sleeping in his truck, guys. Yeah. Like, and that's where
0: he got sick from. <laughs> yeah.
1: He was sleeping in his truck, cleaning toilets, like, Oh man, I freaking love that show. It just like <laughs> true hustle, you know. Just I just love and appreciate that so much. That billion—he's a billionaire and he's cleaning toilets, right? Because he wants to show the American dream is alive and well. Like I love mm-hmm. it. I absolutely love it. I hope to shake his hand one day because it has inspired me and and pushed me to be more of who I want to become. So just an incredible show. But I think uh, his name is Glenn. Isn't his
0: name Glenn? Oh, Sterns? Glenn. It is Glenn. Sorry, Glenn. Yeah, Sterns. I was going to say. Sorry, he was at, he was at the 10X Growth Con. I said, I thought his wife is Mindy and Glenn Stearns, but he said, Frank, I'm like, so, okay, we just want to collect, correct the record there. <laughs> My bad. Yeah, so Glenn. Hey, so continue probably, on with your story. I'm, sir.
1: I'm sure he's going to listen to this
0: and be like, oh, Zach. <laughs> hey, offended. maybe he will. You never know. <laughs> right. Well, anyway, so. Now I'm going to tag him when I post it on Instagram yeah, you and Twitter. I'm going to tag him. <laughs>
1: you definitely should. Um, you know, and and I, I. So I go and do this challenge, right? I get a thousand bucks, fly to Tampa, and my goal is to make forty grand. I wasn't going to build a million dollar business, right? But I wanted to make forty grand in in forty days, right? And the reason I chose forty grand is the average American income, right? I wanted to prove a point. I wanted to show that you can make a ton of money. And the challenge turned out to be an incredible experience, right? And I ended up doing three wholesale deals. That's where I passed on the 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 opportunity to buy the house. So I have a purchase contract and in there it has a paragraph that says I can assign it to a new buyer. So I got these three houses and I found a buyer that actually wanted to close on them. And I said, hey, here's the contract. We sign a contract between me and the end buyer. And I made $93,000 profit just passing on the piece of paper. I didn't have to close wow. on the house and sell them. I didn't have to get any debt, any risk. I made $93,000 in finder's fees. 93 grand, guys. Wow. And many of you might be like, BS, good. Go watch it, right? It's free. (laughs) Go watch it. Because that was that was why I did it, right? Is I you know, you talk about making this kind of money and everyone says BS. BS, BS, BS. That's what I said, right? I didn't think it was possible. I'd never seen anyone do it. I had never done it. And and so because of that fear and doubt and skepticism, it delayed me from getting started for a long time. And that's why I did this challenge is I wanted to give people permission to fail, permission to get started, right? And um, beyond those three deals, I actually had two more uh, that I had under contract, both the houses for only $100,000. was like 110, somewhere around there. Um, and they were worth well over 200,000, both of them, as is. They were completely fixed up with tenants in place. And I could have assigned them and made a lot of money or just bought them and then listed them. But I was like, now nah, I'm going to keep them as rentals. Right. So I, I picked up two rentals that have over $100,000 in equity while I was there. So pretty cool experience, you know, doing five total deals, uh, total net worth increased by over $200,000 in just 40 days. The crazy thing is I actually did it in 30 because the last 10 days my, my wife was going to come back from Brazil with the kids, but they got stuck there with COVID. So I actually had to fly to fly to uh, brazil for the last 10 days and finish up the challenge there so nice
0: you know when you're telling your story it may it reminded me of one of my favorite quotes by steve harvey he said if you ever want to be successful you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable <laughs> yeah and you did that you flew to a city you didn't know you had a thousand dollars and you gave yourself a time limit and a lot of people as you know zach they're stuck in their ways they're like Sounds too good to be true. I'm a skeptic. Okay. Well, if you keep having that mindset, that belief system, then you're going to be getting the same results until the day you die. Or you can say, let me try this. Let me go. And Zach's going to tell you how to get access to that footage at the end of the show. Or you can say, look, I'm going to step out of my comfort zone. If you truly want to be successful, I don't care who you look at, Gary Vaynerchuk, Grant Cardone, Oprah Winfrey, Tony Robbins, doesn't matter what the name they scout to where they are because they stepped outside the comfort zone. So my question to you, dear listener, after hearing Zach's story, we're not done yet, but after hearing the first 15 minutes of this episode, are you going to stay in your current trajectory or are you going to step outside your comfort zone? What do you want out of life? Because Zach's given you pure gold here. He's proven it can be done. Now it's up to you to do the next move. So I just thought I would challenge the listener there. So that that's, an, that's an incredible story that, that I'm so glad we talked about that because a lot of people live in this day and age and like, ah, now nah, Zach's someone special Grant's someone special, you name it, someone special. But the truth is you're not special. You just decided to get out of your comfort zone. 100%. You know, it's, it was hard the forty day challenge
1: was hard, like if you guys watch it like i, I don 't show that it doesn 't suck. It sucked really, really, really bad. <laughs> there was actually a four day stint where, from the time I woke up to the time I went to bed, I was on a cold calling platform, cold calling people for four wow. days straight. I was cooking food with my laptop next to the the stove, cooking and cold calling people right? Wow. There was a lot of hard work. There was a lot of grind. It was long days, exhausting days, and there was discouragement and there was mistakes made. Like one mistake is once I found a deal, I have to blast it out to my buyer's list, right? It was an email blast. And I had built a list of, of a few thousand. It was like six or 7,000 people on this email list. And I meant to send the deal out at like 170,000 or something. And I sent it out at 70,000, so, imagine that you sent out a deal one hundred thousand dollars too low, and that was one hundred and seventy was already at a discount. Wow my phone, my email was blowing up. <laughs> I wanted to just hide my head in a, in a dark hole and die All right? like I made some some big mistakes, I made silly mistakes, I was overtired, I was overworked, I missed my family. I made huge sacrifices to do this. You know, and the hardest part was is I had already done it. I had already found financial success, and I didn't have to do it again, right? I had already gone through that grind. I had already gone without. I had already suffered to have that financial success. But I basically started over to show people what it took. There was a lot of a lot of grit, a lot of determination that's required to get a business off the ground, right? To bootstrap a business, as they say. Um, And I, I I hope that people understand that it actually is not always, that's not always required because once you have a a, um, financial freedom, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's freedom, right? You're not worried about the water heater going out and the car breaking down. You just go buy a new car cash. Like it's not a big deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a lot of burdens that you have and frustrations and stress that you have is because you have a lack of resources. And so when you grind and build that, that, that base of, of, of wealth there's a lot of things that are not as hard or not as scary anymore. Um, you know, yes, I still work hard. Yes, I I do do that, but I have way more freedom and I also have a lot of pressures and burdens off of my shoulders as a father, as a provider, as a as a husband, right? And so I hope that people realize that yes, the beginning is so much harder. It's like it's like going to the gym, right? Maintenance of a healthy strong body is a lot easier than going from 400 pounds to a very healthy physique, right? Mm-hmm. That, that grind, that pushing through, that losing that weight, the, the getting the strength, getting the core strength, overcoming the injuries to get your body to health, right? It, is going to be so much harder than maintenance of a healthy body. And so, you know, I, I want that to be understood that, yes, it's a grind. Yes, you have to be very uncomfortable, but it actually gets a lot easier because you have a, a foundation, right? You've built the character, you've built the the financial resources, it it becomes much easier, right?
0: How would you like to get my top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs? Absolutely free. Well, you can, all you have to do is go to top five productivity tips.com. That's the number five top five productivity tips.com to get my well, top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs. What's interesting is I had this false... Mindset about money, up to up until about six or seven years ago, people say, "Why do you want to be rich? What do you want to buy lots of expensive toys?" and And then I started following the right people, and then I heard Grant Cardone say at one time, "When you have a lot of money, you have a lot of options. You can help a lot of people." Yep. And I, the thing that really drove the point home for me is when we had Hurricane Harvey hit back here in two thousand seventeen. We didn't flood where we are, but a lot of people in Houston lost everything, and we couldn't help. I don't mean like give fifty dollars here, hundred dollars here. I mean I would love to be able to go and say, "Hey, your insurance company is paying for everything except for hundred thousand dollars. We got it." Or the single mom of three kids, three little kids, or her car breaks down and they take a collection. And I want to be the person that says, "Oh, I don't want to contribute a hundred bucks. I want to buy her a brand new car." So when you make a lot of money. You have a lot of options and you can help a lot of people, but I want to go back to something you said earlier. You started out as a successful window cleaner. What I want to know is not how you clean windows. That's not the point of the podcast is, but what got you interested, but this is before Stan, before you got your first duplex, you're, you're cleaning windows. What happened that says, you know, I should look into this real estate. Take us back to the very beginning.
1: Yeah. I, I, I love that question. Um, why did I start a window cleaning company? I built a window cleaning company for 10 years. So I started that business when I was 17. I had my first employees when I was 17. I, oh, this is my, your own. You created this your own. I created this business. Yeah. You can actually wow. look up like uh, window cleaning ventures and find my old window cleaning YouTube tutorial page. It was actually oh, wow. videos that I put together to teach employees how to wash windows Cause I was, con- I had high turnover and I have videos with millions and millions of views. And like, I have one video is like 20 million views or 10 million. I don't even remember. It's like millions wow. and millions and 20,000 comments on one video. Right. So <laughs> I, I did a lot of window cleaning. I mean, a lot. Um, so what happened was I was raised by a really strict dad, uh, He's still strict. He's a pain in my butt. I love him to death. (laughs) I loved. I actually was fishing with him this weekend and took my boy. And he's so funny, dude. He's so methodical, and you know he's an engineer. He's way different than me, right? And, um, anyways, he was raised in a in a tough situation. You know, his dad, his real dad, is a gambler and alcoholic. He had to borrow food from his uh, neighbors to feed his younger siblings. He's the oldest, and. And then his stepdad came into the picture when he was 13, uh, wore a very hard on him, very, very harsh, very harsh man. And um, my dad suffered a lot, a, a lot as, as a kid. And he fell far from the tree. He's an amazing man. Right. But he was, he still had tendencies to be very harsh and very strict and very demanding of his kids, which I am very grateful for. I'm not complaining. It's actually what pushed me in a lot of ways to build the character that I have now, my work ethic, especially. So my dad wanted me to be a man. I I have three brothers and a sister, and he raised us to be independent, strong, driven, opinionated people. (laughs) And, and uh, it 's all his fault, right um, and my mom, you know my mom 's very determined she, she you know she's she got a college degree when she was raising kids and she 's a labor and delivery nurse um, and she's she 's crazy I mean she shot her first deer with a bow and arrow when she was pregnant with me, right she was pregnant with me, and she shot a deer with a bow and arrow wow. a couple of years ago she 's sixty years old in the back country of Idaho, climbing trees and shot a bear with her bow and arrow wow. right she's she 's nuts so my 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 parents are like crazy people. I love them, right? But when I was raised, we were raised to work. So we had a family lawn mowing business. My dad would work. He's worked the same job since he's 19. He's like 62 now. Still there. And um, after work, we'd mow lawns. We'd do landscaping. And uh, from the time I was 11 till I was 15, I did that. And then from 15 till 17, uh, my parents moved. My dad kind of got rid of the business passed it on to my older siblings. And then from there, I had a bunch of different jobs. Um, did did uh, uh, finished carpentry, framing houses, handcrafted cheese, taxidermy, uh, worked in a wood mill, did all these different side jobs after school and that kind of stuff. And at 16 years old, he considered me a man. He said, now you're responsible for your own finances. He said, I will pay for your food and your housing. You pay for the rest. You want to drive, you pay for driver's license. You want to play basketball at school, you pay for your basketball stuff. Um, I got like an allowance of about 200 bucks a year for clothing as well. And so I had to figure out a way to make more money with less time because I was trying to play basketball in high school. And um, I wanted to be a kid, kind of, you know, and um and it was hard. And so my junior year summer, I went to Nova Scotia, Canada. I got an opportunity to go take care of a, my, my, uh, I, I met a, f- a friend and his family had a summer home up there. And so I went and, uh, you know, took care of the summer home and then did landscaping with another company. I was working 80 hour work weeks, um, at 17 or like 16, 17. I don't remember how old I was, but when I got home from that experience, I was like, I will never work for anyone again. It was a horrible experience. My boss there was, Basically, went to jail after I went home from embezzling money and a few other things. Right? Oh, wow. He was it was a piece of work. And I was like, "This—I'm done." Like, I work harder than all my bosses except for one that I had had. Right? Besides my dad, of course. My dad's a crazy man. And and my dad was like, "Zach, if you want a truck, he wouldn't even co-sign a loan." Um, he's like, "If you want a truck, you'll get the cash." I did. I was like, "Gosh dang, dude!" Like, so I—I wanted a truck. I wanted freedom. And so when I got back from Canada, I took all of that money and I started the business that I could start. And I researched and called my uncle as an entrepreneur. Window cleaning was something I could afford to do. Right. I could get a ladder, a squeegee, a scrubber, and I went down to the construction site down the street and cleaned out an old paint bucket for my bucket. Right. And mm-hmm. didn't know what I was doing. I never washed windows before. Didn't know how to price them. I opened up the yellow pages and called a window cleaning company. It was like, hey, my dad wants a bid for the windows. Right. <laughs> to figure out how to try, how to, how much to charge people. I had no idea what I was doing. And I went to work. Um, I remember at the time I barely had enough money for gas. So I actually went door to door and did door to door sales from my parents' house. I had to walk a little ways. Um, and uh, got my first deal and walked back, got my truck, went and washed it for 30 bucks. was able to put gas in my truck, drove to a different neighborhood, started door knocking. <laughs> and in 10 years, I built a business. We were doing half a million dollars a year in sales and win- wow. in window washing. I had three trucks. I had 13 employees. And I did it all because I didn't want to work for other people. I wanted to have independence and freedom and i needed more money with less of my time
0: but now, th- before you get into the real estate i want to make sure that people don't miss this you said you had no idea what you were doing no now he didn't say i don't know what i was doing i gave up he just kept persisting he kept pushing he kept going a lot of people and i'm sure you see it all the time zach i don't know what i'm doing it's not for them for me it's not the universe's uh, wish for me it's not god's desire for yes. me no, it's not supposed to be easy. Okay. It, you're supposed to push. So God, God I want wants he, you to build character, right? That's it, what he exactly. wants. Exactly. And I'm glad I, I, I happened to see a YouTube video this past weekend. Vadi Bachman was on there and he was talking about that we asked for God to give us this, but he says no. But then a year, five years, 10 years down later, you understand he said no to that so you could have this. But if you had that, you wouldn't get this. And we don't realize that because we're in the present moment and whether you believe in God or not, you can't, there's going to be a future. You can't see it. And there's a reason why certain things are hard and certain things are easy because it builds character. When I lost my job in July, 2005, I'm glad I did. I was kind of ticked at the time, but now I understand had I not lost that job, would I be doing this now? And I just look at it now as mama bird kicking me out of the nest. But I want the listener to understand that life is not going to be easy and it shouldn't be easy. Joe Rogan's one of the top podcasters in the world. He did podcasting when you had to hard code everything. There wasn't all these podcast apps. He had to do everything. He just kept at it. He's so big now that people want to take him down for his opinions on things. <laughs> if you want it bad enough, you have got to figure it out. That's what you did. You figured it out. You figured out how to get gas. You figured out how to get the truck. You figured out how to get the, you know, the windows washed and the buckets and the squeegee. You figured it out. If you want something dear listener, no one's just going to come knocking on your door and say, "Hey, here's money or here's the tools." You have to go out and find it. And you did it, and I just want to thank you for sharing that part of your story, I, I'm really interested. You telling the, you're going to share how you got into real estate, but I just want people to understand the power of what you just said—that you didn't give up.
1: Yeah, it was it was a lot of work, you know. I I made lots of cool little discoveries along the way. I got really good at door to door sales. I had to I had to learn and teach myself amazing skills that served me in my life. You know, a lot of people are like, well, where do I start? And and my suggestion is you start where you're at. You become the best at whatever it is you're doing. If you're a window cleaner, be freaking proud of it and be really Mm -hmm. good at it. Be the best, be the fastest. I'm a really fast window cleaner. You watch my tutorial videos and that's why they blew up, (laughs) right? Because they're like, holy crap, this kid takes us like read the 20,000 comments. Like, man, if everyone was this passionate about what they did, the light, the world would be a better place. And it's true. I was passionate, right? Wow. You got to have passion where you're at, because if you don't learn to build that part of your character, you won't be passionate about your passion, right? Because it doesn't matter what it is in this world. It's going to be hard. There's going to be hard moments, right? Do you think Kobe Bryant loved working out three, four times a day? He started working out at four in the morning. <laughs> He his goal was to get two more workouts in a day than any of his competitors. You think he loved that? No, he loved being the best. Right? And so I think it's important that if you feel stuck, do better. Do better where you are. Right? And and that will lead to more opportunities. You know, for me what what pushed me out of that because I I was good. I was good at it. I made pretty good money and I learned a lot of cool things and I kind of got comfortable. Because I had enough to take care of my family, boom. But but I I had a great experience. I had a moment in my life where I didn't have enough. My little boy was born. We weren't really planning on having kids yet. Um, my boy's going to be eight here shortly. Um, but at that time, um, I had bought a duplex and I had owned a couple houses. And I had kind of got into real estate because I started listening to podcasts and reading and listening to books while I was washing windows. I, I, I had a bunch of employees, but I was still go out, going out and washing because people were always calling in sick, tons of turnover. I always had more work <laughs> than I had to, uh, people to, cl- to clean, right? So I could wash. And when I'd wash, I'd make about $150 an hour, right? That would be my payment to myself, right? I, I did really well because I could, I could by myself, I could, I could clean $700 worth of windows in a day.
0: Right. Wow. I was, I was fast. And, um, now I have to go check out YouTube, your old YouTube channel. I got to check this out. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, it,
1: anyways, yeah, I, I worked a lot, you know, my right shoulder still messed up from all that movement, you know, and, um, but I, you know, I started having success with a couple of rentals that I had and it was like passive money and it kept going up in value with appreciation. And I was like, okay, like, I need to do more of that because I'm having to work my butt off with window cleaning and, and I can't really go bigger because if I go bigger, my profit margins sink, right? The quality of my work goes down. It was like the, the bigger I was getting, the less profits I took home. Even though my gross number was big, my net wasn't bigger. So I was like, okay, well, I'm kind of capped out. I'm tapped out here. Like what else can I do? And so I started listening to books and listening to podcasts and trying to educate myself and teach myself something new because I was stuck right? I knew there was a better way. And um, my little boy was born and uh, we had insurance, not the best insurance, but I got my bill and it was like six to seven grand. I don't remember the exact amount. It was quite a bit of money. Hmm. And uh, I remember thinking like, how am I going to pay this? I don't have the money. It's like, what's my interest going to be on this? What's this going to mean for my credit? What is this going to keep me from buying more houses? And I remember being so sick to my stomach and then I was mad. I was so mad because the most special day of my life, all I could think about was money. And I was disappointed mm-hmm. in myself. And since I was disappointed, like I was just in this like weird place because I was so full of joy to be a dad. I'm going to get emotional. I was so full of joy to be a dad, but I was so upset Because I couldn't focus on being a dad. I had to focus on money and I was mad that I had to worry about money. I wanted to be there for my family. I wanted to be there for my wife that just went through such an amazing and, and terrifying and painful experience. And I wanted to be there for her to support her and to be able to be home and help with the house. And, you know, and I was, I was like, how do I pay for this? And that, that painful moment made me realize that I wasn't enough. I wasn't doing enough. I hadn't built myself up enough and I wasn't worthy of my own expectations for myself. And that's hard for a man, right? That's, that's, that hurts, that hurts our ego, that hurts, that hurts us, right? Because at least for me, I get a lot of my self-worth from my ability to take care of my family, to be that leader, to be that provider, to be that strong foundation, right? That's what I wanted. And I wasn't that. And so for me, it was, it was a necessity. I had to find another way. So I continued to listen to books and read stuff. And that's when I learned about wholesaling, right? That's when I had heard about it from podcasts and stuff. And I was skeptical. But then um, I had that experience washing windows. I was looking for more opportunities. I met that man, Stan. And that's wow. what pushed me. That's what propelled me was that painful moment to really starting to look and talk to everyone and listen to everyone. And since I was thinking about it and wanting it and, and living it and like deep down, I, that's all I could think about. That's all I could talk
0: about. Opportunities and doors were open to me. Wow. You know, that's such an incredible story because I really went hardcore with Grant Cardone. I went to his boot camp in September 2021, signed up for the Gold Accelerator program. I just went to GrowthCon. Now I'm doing 10X stages because I really want to become the best version of myself. But you know what? I am doing something every day, whether it's listening to Cardone University, listening to an audiobook, reading a book. The people who are committed to learning every day are the ones that are smoking the people who are like, well, slow down, take it easy, don't work on the weekend. It's vacation. I don't, to me, and I know it's for you, it's not work. This is fun. I, I, when people ask me, you're 56, you'll be 57 in June. What are you going to do about retirement? I'm like, retire. You want me to retire from something I love to do and I can still do? It doesn't make any sense to me. So I just want the listener to understand that you are in so much control of your life. If you don't feel like you're in control, stop listening to naysayers. Stop hanging around negative people. Start listening to people like Zach and me and Grant and Gary who tell you you can do whatever you want to do. You may not. I'm, I'm never going to be a starting center for the L.A. Lakers. but. <laughs> I, I have reality, but I'm not going to give up. And I, you know, you gave us a great story and a lot of lessons here. And listener, in just a minute, uh, Zach Grant, almost called you Grant. Be nice of you, Grant. Not that you're not a good guest, but I'd love to have Grant on our show because <laughs> uh, he would be all over the board. It's just like he Grant us his own thing. But Zach's going to tell you how to get a hold of him in just a few minutes. But I just, I want you to hear not just what he told you about real estate wholesaling, I want you to listen to a story. And how he said several times, I had no idea what I was doing. And now look how successful he is now because he didn't allow the six, the, the, the obstacles and the excuses to stop him. So before we tell us where we can find out more about you, do you have any last minute things you want to share with us?
1: Yeah. I just kind of want to expound on not knowing what I was doing. Right. It may sound like I know what I'm doing now. I still don't. Right. Because, um, Every time you set a new goal, you don't know how to get there or it yep. wouldn't be your goal, right? You would. You, I don't know how to make 10 million a year. I haven't done it yet. I have no idea. How to become a billionaire? Dude, that's crazy. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not even close, right? Not even close. And so every time we set a new goal, we're uncomfortable. We don't know. And that's okay because it's fun. It's fun to grow. It's it, It's so fun to look back two, three years and be like, holy crap, I knew so much less. I was in such a worse spot. (laughs) Man, if I'd have known what I know now, right? If you're not having those experiences, you're not growing. And if you're not growing, you're actually going the opposite direction. Yep. And that is not good, right? Because you're not going to find fulfillment in life. Um, The the interesting thing is the more we learn, the more we realize how little we know. (laughs) <laughs> the more we know, the, the, the less we know, or the, sorry, the more that we learn and the more that we, we, we discover, the more that our eyes are opened up to things that we didn't even know existed mm-hmm. before. And yep. that's when the world becomes exciting. I feel like a kid again, right? I'm just so excited to get out of bed, and go to work on my goals and learn new things. And and, and I constantly now have mentors. I have multiple advisors, mm-hmm. multiple advisors advising me on where I'm going and what my goals are and how to get there, right? I dump a ton of money into coaching and into advisors and the people that have gone through exactly what I'm dealing with and can give me insights and help me overcome obstacles instead of just slamming my head against the wall over and over and over, trying to find a way through these barriers. Right. And, and they help me see the barriers before I even know that they're there. And so it's, it's been an incredible experience to grow and to constantly put myself in a position that I don't have all the answers and I don't know everything. Right. And it's become really, really fun for me because the more I've pushed, the more I've pushed and the more that I've been able to inspire and lead people. And like you said in the beginning, help people, right? I've been able to re- retire my wife's grandma in Brazil. She's like 78 years old and she was still working at a grocery store and we were able to retire her. We've been able to do some incredible things. It's just one very fulfilling example of what I've been able to do, right? And and just like Mark said, is it's... um you know, a lot of people are like, "Oh, well, you could retire right now if you want to." It's like, stop that! That, that word is made up by corporate companies <laughs> yes. that that yeah, make man. you believe in this thought of, "I'm going to slave away for the rest of my, you know, <laughs> healthy life for the <laughs> potential of not having to work at a job I hate anymore." Right? Yeah. But I'm so fulfilled by the journey, right? Mm-hmm. Even though I worked my butt off, I'm so fulfilled, and so I hope that you know you guys can have that desire to. Work in something that fulfills you and be passionate about what you're doing, right? So I just wanted to say that.
0: I told my wife, the one thing I want for my birthday, I'll be 57 in June, is I want the shirt from Grant Cardone's store that says, billionaire in the making. I want to make a statement. And I I said, give me two or three of these. I want to wear these all over because people are going to look at them like, really? Really? And I, and I want to find out, the shirt is going to find out who the naysayers are, who the doubters are, who I need to stay away from. Because someone goes, really? You're never going to become a billionaire out of my life. Because that would be, that's like a really sharp sword right there. Okay. Because there'll be people go, yeah, you're going to become a billionaire. I want to hang around those people. But people go, really? Well, I'm not going to stand and hang around those people. So I told her, if you get me nothing else. That's what I want, because I think our dreams should be big. You should want to become a billionaire. What do you want to be? $100,000? You want to make $100,000 a year? Why? Why aim so low? Just thought I'd comment on my own show. All right. Big question of the show is where can we go find out more about you? I know people are going to want to hear the watch that video of you going to Tampa. So tell us all where we can find out more about you.
1: Yeah. So I created a special link to go get it for free, right? So I don't want you guys paying for it. They did this for you guys. I. All free. So go to dfdmastery.com forward slash the number 40 in 40. Right. So, uh, dfd stands for driving for dollars. So, dfdmastery.com forward slash 40 in 40. So, that specialty link will get you free access. Excellent. And I'm sure you're probably on all the social media platforms as well. Everyone, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, podcasts, YouTube. Uh, you can just <laughs> Google my name, Zach Booth, Z-A-C-K, Last name's Booth, B-O-O-T-H-E. You can even go watch some window cleaning videos and learn how to wash your windows this weekend. So,
0: <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Well, Zach, I want to tell you, uh, it's rare that a guest comes on my show and matches my energy. Usually, they're huffing and puffing at the end of the show. You kept up. You did good. So thank you so much for being here today. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me, brother. And before we go, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchewski podcast. I know that there is an endless stream of options for you in this day and age